This is the guy with the supply, Ty Awesome Tyler Hastings, and you're listening to the Four Corner Fandomonium. Welcome to Four Corner Fandomonium. I'm your host, Jay Will, the voice of independent wrestling. And today we have current 1CW and ESPW heavyweight champion, the guy with the supply, Ty Freaking Awesome. How are you doing today, Ty? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you coming by and taking the time to have yeah. me as your first guest. I appreciate you. I've been following you for a while. I think the first time I got to see 1CW was when Jeff Jarrett came to town. Okay, yeah, I remember that ago. show. That was at yep. the... Um, the church, the the Holly Grove, uh, or the Christian school. Yes. Yeah, that's how yes. I remember that. That was and, a great show. And I, um, I heard a guy coming out from Salisbury, Maryland, and I just instantly popped. I'm like, I know exactly where that is. Mm-hmm. I play football in Salisbury. Right oh, right now. on. Yeah, so I instantly, no matter if he was a bad guy, good guy, it didn't matter to me at the time. I was going to root for you. Awesome. And I was just yelling my behind off and mm-hmm. everything. Always. So I, I, I appreciate yeah. everything you do. Oh, dude, no problem. I appreciate you. I think that was the time I wrestled Miles in a, uh, I think it was a three stages of hell match. Yeah, I, think it, I, think, I think that's it what it was. The whole night was a, it was a great oh, night. Oh, yeah. Great night. Um, um, so tell us a little bit about you. Um, well, I'm a I'm small town kid from Salisbury, Maryland. Um, when I, uh, what got me into wrestling growing up was, um, well, first I fell in love with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Um and once I found wrestling through a friend of mine um, growing up, it was just like second nature. I could be a real life Power Ranger. Yeah. That basically was was uh, was, which is what was wrestling to me. And um, so um, I ended up getting into wrestling. The first Monday night um, Monday Night Raw I watched was uh, when John Cena got drafted. Yeah. So after that, I was hooked. Um, so I've been wrestling for now. Um, the first time I got in the ring was in 2012, so technically 10 years, but I've been on the indie scene for eight. Um, I was trained by Mark and Jay Briscoe, my basics. Oh, yeah, they taught me my basics um, when I was 16. Um, when I was 18, I did some stuff with my friends out in Salisbury. Yeah. But when um, I think I was about 19 or 20, I started going to Spinebusters Wrestling Academy, which was um, led by Sunny Deeds and Muddy Waters at the time and some like Delaware Guys like Kelly McMurphy, Travis Banks, Joe okay. Kerr, they all came out of there. Gotcha. So I, I was um, I was with them for the longest time um, before I ended up uh, changing trainers to uh, Mark Caro, who, was with, who I'm with now. Yeah. I've been training with him for about three years, and um, I moved up to be his assistant trainer now at a workhorse. workhorse. Me and uh, Sean Carlson, we yeah. actually are assistant trainers there. Um, so that that's you know, uh, what I'm doing right now. Right now, uh, you already said it. I'm the 1CW Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Yes, you are. I am the Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Um, right now, you know, those are my two titles. I've also been um, the ECWA Heavyweight Champion. I've competed in ECWA Super 8 Tournament. Um, I've appeared on Monday Night Raw and 205 Live. Um, you know, so... Viking I, Raiders, correct? Yeah, Viking Raiders. And on 205, I had uh, Brian Kendrick and Akira Tozawa. I remember you flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are still wondering if I came down. Yeah, but that's kind of like the uh, the little things 
that I, I've done. I've worked for ECWA, WWE, like I said, 1CW. I work for promotion DWA in West Virginia. I, I basically keep myself busy. Valid Pro Wrestling in Pennsylvania. I'm always typically in the, you know, um, the Eastern Shore area. Yeah. Not Eastern Shore area, but the East Coast area. Pennsylvania, gotcha. New Jersey, AWA, Maryland. Yeah, that. AWA is a newer one for me. Um, but yeah, I'm typically staying in Virginia, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and, you know, just expanding. Yeah, that's great. All right, so basically, growing up, your favorite wrestlers. So my favorite wrestlers growing up, um, I mean, of course, was John Cena. He always like triggered you to the screen. But I'm, for me, the person who really wanted to make me be a professional wrestler was Paul London. Um, yeah. He did the flips. He was very uh, fast paced, very um, athletic, and a smaller frame guy. So um, you know, it's kind of a little bit more relatable to me. Okay. Um, so far in your career, have you accomplished anything that you thought that you wouldn't accomplish? Oh my gosh, a bunch, <laughs> a bunch. I mean, um, you know, just being in the Indies alone was a huge accomplishment for mm -hmm. me. Cause I figured I'd only have like one match in my life. Cause I, you never know how things are. Um, so that was a huge accomplishment in its own, um, working for ECWA. Um, mm -hmm. that was this huge wrestling company for long, long tenured company um with a lot of legacy behind it gotcha. um wwe of course you know yes. that's a the boyhood dream you yeah. know what i mean i never thought i would have an opportunity to work for wwe on three separate occasions and you know got to perform on their flagship program have vince mcmahon walk past me and say uh, great job for yesterday or good job on yesterday like little stuff like that that was that's a huge accomplishment that, you know, the 11 year old me never saw coming. Yeah, like um, small things you'll never think. Yeah. And, you know, it's always the goal when, you know, you're a wrestling fan to win the big one, you know, yeah. to win a heavyweight title. Yeah. And like, I'm not the biggest frame guy, but like, you know, I do have a lot of heart when I put, when I'm, when I'm in the ring, you've yeah. seen it, you know what I mean? Oh, I, I feel like I try to put everything into my matches. So to win heavyweight titles, um, not just one, but four different heavyweight titles in four different states, that's incredible. Definitely you know? incredible. Um, you know, the 11 year old me would certainly be proud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know your family and everybody's proud of you around here. No Papa Scott proud of you. Yeah, Papa Scott, he's always proud. He's he's definitely um an integral part of this mission too. You know, he's been with me. Um, if I've been doing this for eight years on the indies, he's been hanging out with me for six, you know. Yeah. So uh you know, and uh, he provides a lot for the um, independent community as well. He he films, you know, his YouTube page, Papa Scott Productions, has almost got 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. And yeah. he, he films whole shows and, you know, he really is a pivotal point in, you know, furthering independence, you know, especially yeah. lower independence. You know, there are bigger independents that like are on IWTV and stuff. But yeah. Papa Scott, whenever he's with me, he's able to get footage for these you know, other companies that are like not big enough to go on IWTV. And it's, and it's like good that. film. It's not like his like cell phone film is actually good. Right. Film yeah. He, he does. People could use the advance. Yeah. He's got two different cameras. He's got a commentary set up now. So like, and he's a one man production team. He, yeah. he kills it. Yeah. And he works his nine to five. I'm, I'm, and my guy's almost 65 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? You wouldn't believe it, but my guy's almost 65 years old and he works himself to the bone because, you know, he, he wants everyone in the Indies to do good. I've never seen him not smile. No, no. Never. So out of your matches that you've had, name some of your favorites. I mean, of course, the Viking Raiders. I mean, that's definitely going to be up there for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, probably like 
I, I consider that a squash match, so I wouldn't consider that like a match match. But yeah. if I was going to say my best match is um, definitely me and Chase Owens in the ECWA Super 8 semifinal. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the best experiences I've ever had in the ring. Um, super cool guy. And to go toe-to-toe with a New Japan wrestler was insane. It was awesome. And it was a different breed. So it was cool to learn that um, that pacing and how to you know compete with somebody like that. Did you experience some of the strong style? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember him, him slapping me one good time and my bell's ringing. Oh, man. So, I mean, yeah, Chase is no joke. He's no joke. He was really good. Um, Ricky Reyes, definitely working him. He was my first star that I got to work. That was a really big opportunity for me, and he took care of me. And mm-hmm. the second time when Boone came around, he was like, well, now that I know you don't suck, we can do more. <laughs> so that, that was always good. It's um, always good getting somebody to respect Yeah, yeah, very, very true. Um, I got to wrestle Black G's. Black G's is a very um, – he's more – known now than he ever was but he's been on the indies for a long time um and he's done he me and him had a great match and it was an honor to work him um there's one Rhett titus i just got to work Rhett titus that was definitely challenging yeah that was definitely challenging wrestling Rhett because Rhett is a different breed of wrestler you know i mean he's not an entertainer he's a wrestler and you know i thought i was a wrestler but my style is very entertainment based and i didn't realize that until yeah. i wrestled a wrestler so but that dude is freaking cut yeah he is he's <laughs> probably like two pounds of body fat the guy is is great but um other than that you know i think those are some of my bigger matches that i've had that you know have st- stood out to me uh, i just had one with marcus mathers that was really good too and a super crazy pro wrestling that okay. was a lot of fun marcus was on his way up so like to, to get an opportunity to wrestle him mm-hmm. um was awesome so that's, that's great, man. So, of course, back in the day, we had Raw, we had Nitro, we had Thunder, we had SmackDown. Like, what what was your pick? I mean, I by the time I got in, I, I, I'm born in 95. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I like to consider myself still young. I feel old, but I consider myself still a little young. Um, but um, it for me, it was usually SmackDown. I enjoyed SmackDown as a kid because mm-hmm. uh, of the cruiserweight division. Gotcha. It was awesome, and and I think if I started watching wrestling a little earlier, it would have been WCW because of the cruiserweight division. Oh man, that was you know what I mean because their cruiserweights were off the wall. It was w- a different story. Yeah, man. WWE. You know how they are. They they have to limit their people for timing reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean. WCW. They was like they would tell you seven minutes. Do everything you can, and that was the first hour, wasn't yeah. it? It was the first yeah, hour definitely. of the show, and it it was great you know i go back and i watch old matches of like eddie and dean malenko and stuff like that they definitely could have had full pay-per-views on their own oh absolutely and it would have sold just as good as any other regular pay-per-view i agree that's why the um in my opinion the uh, cruiserweight classic was so good it it was very intriguing and like you knew all the style was going to be fast paced and go 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 and very intense so Until you get in with Dean Malenko and you break you down, yeah, and it slows down. Just Absolutely, <laughs> and, and that and there's still aren't people like that. Like Drew Gulak is like that. You uh-huh. know, he definitely will grab you and slow you down. Um, so yeah, I mean that style is still not to be discredited. It's oh. a it's a lost art. Oh yeah, it, it definitely is. Uh-huh. Um, so SmackDown, your favorite storyline that you either sh- sh- was at a show for or you seen it on TV. Mm. If I had to think of something off the top of my head, like favorite storyline wise, uh, for me, if, if I can think of a storyline that really was like stood out to me as a child, it was actually on Raw. It was actually the Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. 
when okay. uh, they when uh, Hulk had just came back. I believe it was like two thousand and five, and um, Hogan and um, Hogan and Michaels they um, they just had this promo. I remember it was like a Larry King live segment, and mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels put all this face paint on. And I I remember as like a like I was probably 11, 12, 12 year old kid. I was like, that's not Hulk Hogan. Why does he look so old? You know what I mean? And then he rips off the face. He super kicks Larry King and it's amazing. So like, that was really cool too. Um, and I just remember being like, whoa, like that was insane. And then like leading up to the SummerSlam match, which is crit, it's critiqued to whether, because Sean very much oversold in the match, yeah. but uh, I loved it as a kid. I, I fell in love with it because I was seeing the best good guy wrestler of all time mm-hmm. go against this jerk Shawn Michaels. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's something that definitely stood out to me. Yeah, arguably the biggest jerk in the locker room. Oh, like yeah. One of the greatest freaking wrestlers you'll ever see. He's definitely in my, my top four. Wait, what's your what's your top four? Top four wrestlers? Yes. Gosh. Of any time period? Any or? time period. So if I had to pick a top four of any time period, like of wrestling, like of this is tough because like I have favorites, but if I had to, would you say like a Mount Rushmore? Yes. Okay. If I had to pick a Mount Rushmore wrestling, we got to put Ric Flair on there. Yes. Got to put Hogan on there. Yes. We got to put The Rock on there. Okay. And the fourth one's always tough. Yeah, you don't finish you know it off. I, mean? I say Stone Cold. Stone Cold. It's got to be Stone Cold. You okay. know what I mean? Those are very pivotal people in wrestling. You know what I mean? Who have changed the game. Yes. You know, had made people turn heads. Change the channel, you know what I mean? Those those would probably be the people. Definitely. Okay. You ready for mine? Okay. Mine's a little little more older. But my all-time favorite wrestler that, like, sitting and watching TBS with my, my grandmother and my mom back in the day was Sting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sting. That is my number one. After him, Shawn Michaels. Oh, great. Fantastic. Man, he, he, man, it's too late. I can't put him on mine now. <laughs> I can't put him on mine now. It's too late. Shawn Michaels. And um, the crazy thing is, it's like they had similar freaking careers. Mm-hmm. Like they both came up tag team ranks. Like they were the standout person in the tag team. Then next thing you know, had great singles careers. Drugs happened. Both found God around the same time. Re- revitalized their life, their whole careers, came back, had second careers doing the same thing. And it was like, it's crazy how that happened. I mean, it is crazy how that, I, I totally forgot that Sting and Ultimate Warrior were a tag team. Yeah, so He just brought it back up. Oh uh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. And that is, that is, I didn't even put those two things together. That's a great, like, and wow, that blew my mind, Jared. Like yeah. I, I didn't even, to think that they were both coming up from tag teams and mm-hmm. kind of have a similar wow that's that's really neat what which thing do you like better do you like surfer sting or do you like black and white sting? I like surfer sting. do you like surfer sting yeah, uh-huh. I, I love surfer sting uh-huh. I, I blonde buzz yeah, cut yeah yeah that his energy then was mm-hmm. just off the freaking charts yeah off the charts he's you couldn't help but to be a sting fan with the energy that mm-hmm. he provided but his biggest nemesis to me which is my third Ric Flair. Back in the yep. day, I couldn't stand him because I was a Sting fan. Right. As an adult, I understand he just did his fucking job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> he, good. Yes. You know, very, absolutely. Very Whenever good. a heel can make you feel something, they're doing a good yes. job. Yes, yes. He, he made me hate people with Rolexes <laughs> and suits. It was like, ah, yeah. I hate all those privileges. <laughs> man. I hate them all. And 
coming in number four, last but definitely not least, the dead man. Oh, the Undertaker. Yeah, absolutely. All belong on there. And, that, and that's that's just it for me. That's who got me into it, like, and who just kept me into it. Yeah, that, I, th- those are great names. Those yeah. are great names. And all of them end up having, I love them, like, at a young age, love watching them. Like, even though I hated Ric Flair, wanted him to lose every match, even though he just wouldn't freaking do it. Right. <laughs> I, I just wanted to see him get beat up. I wanted to see Undertaker never lose, ever. I wanted to see Sting only lose to Ming. That is the only person <laughs> that I ever wanted to see Sting lose to was Ming. And that was a very legitimate and That's Haku, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he actually lost to um, him a couple of times, like, fair and square, like, Legit. Wow. Ming was just that dude back. Oh then. yeah, you, that's that was the dude you did. You don't mess with that guy. Exactly. You don't poke that bear. Yeah. <laughs> you and feed I, that bear. Don't poke it. And if you ask me, it's probably a controversial statement, but I'm a Shawn Michaels guy. I don't think the screw job ever really happened. <laughs> well, I, you never know. I'm, I'm sure there was definitely. I, I definitely think there's something happened. Yeah. I definitely think something happened, but I think there's a little more to the story. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely think that. I think Brett probably knew something was going to happen. That yeah, day. he knew it. That's uh, why yeah. he didn't want to drop the title. He he knew something was going to happen. And, like, they, they say things, yeah, yeah I think he want. And in, in my opinion on that one, like, and I don't get into this often, I think, honestly, Vince did do the right thing to protect his assets. Yeah. He, I and, mean, and, and don't get me wrong, Bret Hart is a is – a, wrestler of his generation and his career was cut short and he was it was terrific at his game the Hart family has gone through many struggles you know what I mean but in my opinion you know there was an honest threat of that title being shown on the enemy network you know and as soon as that happens there's so much discredit to your company now you know what I mean being that Vince already let Ric Flair do it years ago if I was in them shoes I would have probably done the same thing. Exactly. Just pull the rug out from underneath him. You're exactly. not taking that. He, he know what it did to WCW when Ric Flair did it. When mm-hmm. he brought the big gold belt over. It After Medusa. World yeah. When Medusa trashed it. You, exactly. you can't have that happen no, again. No, never again. Not, not your illustrious championship. Yeah. No, that you can't have that happen again. nothing because now it's in the trash. God, man. And we'd be watching WCW every Monday right now. You know what I mean? That would have like put a, hey, a nail in the coffin. We might get a cruiserweight pay per view out of that. Oh, we probably would have. We probably would have. All right, bro. Um, so WCW, WWF. Back in the day, you researching, looking at everything. Your dream match. Back in those like WCW. Yes. And w- I'd probably have to pick one from each, to be yep. honest with you. I would love to wrestle WCW Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely young, you know what I mean? Not that he's it, – it would – not to discredit him now, but, like, a young yeah, Rey Mysterio, I would love to have competed against. Like, when I think of Halloween Havoc, yeah. I think of Rey Mysterio oh. and Eddie Guerrero, yeah. you know what I mean? And if I could wrestle that Rey Mysterio, that would be awesome. Last, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, if I was going to go WWE during that time period, like my heart wants me to say, like a big name wrestler, but I really feel like there's more outliers in there. I would have liked to wrestle Steve Blackman. That would have been really cool. Wow, that would have been really neat. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think. Didn't think I would hear because because I I said that at the beginning of, of 2022. It's like I want to wrestle Steve Blackman. <laughs> I remember saying that. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's anybody else who I'm missing during that time frame. Um, 
if I was thinking like a legit WWE mid nineties match, it would probably be Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shawn Michaels in the nineties was fantastic. That it was like a fine wine. You know what I mean? Match. Yeah, uh-huh. that would be definitely a good match. He would definitely both those matches. You would. Pushed. Regal's a dream match too. Oh man, to wrestle William Regal would be awesome. Whether so in WCW or WWE, yeah, either is. one. <laughs> and he back in when he was Lord Steven Regal, he was so underrated. Like, oh, he was how good. Good, he was in the ring. Yeah, and like his personality and all that didn't pop. Yeah, but finesse. When he got in yeah. the ring. It, you just seen why he had a job. Oh, he was good. He was good. Probably one of the best people in a ring to not win the WWE title. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people just say, "Sir." Brass ring that everybody can't wear. Yeah, and, and not everybody has wore it. I mean, if you think about it, Roddy Piper was never a heavyweight champion yep. either, but people still talk about him yep. every day. You know, people are going to talk about about him every day too. So yeah. it's like you got names like Jake the Snake. Oh, never, never held it. Yep. Never held it, but he will stand the test of time. Yeah, you know, and and that's a hard thing to do. It's a super hard thing to do. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. when you you don't have the notoriety of being champion, but you have the notoriety of being one of the best. That's... Right. Because we all know Ric Flair is a 16-time oh, heavyweight title. When you think of names like Roddy Piper, Jake, say, you just think. there were. What do you mean they didn't win a world title? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you don't even think that because they were just larger-than-life superstars who did their job and did it right, made you remember, yeah. made you invest. And speaking of Flair, to switch gears for a second, let's go to – Female wrestlers. Who do you got right now? Like right now during this time frame? Yep. Oh, First, I went independent. Then I went professional. Oh, that's hard for the indies. There's so many good indie indie talent right now. Um, I'll pick my top three indie female talent because I don't want to. I don't want to single out any yep, one no, female. Never want to do that. Um, so I'll go Christina Marie. She's a great independent um, talent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a wonder she hasn't made it yet. Um, Rebecca Scott, she's yeah. been one of the ones at uh, CCW. I've been watching her work, and she's extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one is, her name's Akira Jackson. She's 18 years old. She's from Virginia. Um, she tr- she trains in Virginia, too. I, I don't know if she trains under um, Bo or not. But either way, she, she's so young she's 18 years old and i'm i call her a young prodigy because mm-hmm. she's so good you know what i mean she's probably only been training for a year and she's competing like she's been in the ring for 10 like because she's good she's she does moonsaults to the outside of the ring she's super good and i think she's one up-and-coming person that'll probably make it um and that i i consider her a wild card right now because she's fresh new um if i had to say right now top indie or top um i'll go wwe um uh wrestlers or uh female wrestlers because Mm -hmm. i i keep up with that a little more than i can AEW because i train on wednesday nights i do keep up um like i do love uh jamie hater and i love marina shafir yeah um i like i like them um so those are that title's looking real good on jamie hater yeah yeah oh and i love um What's her name? Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. She's great. Freaking she's great. Freaking nature. Freaking nature. Um, Thunder Rosa. I've, I've worked on a show with her. She's really good, too. So that's just a couple AEW ones. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to say WWE right now, you can't um, can't put any shade on Bianca Belair, one no. of the best talents in not the world. All. Men or man, woman, yes. he, she, they, it does not matter. She, she is great. Yeah. Um, Charlotte. 
one of the best of all time yeah. um, in, in that class. Um, anybody else right now at the top of my head and women that are really good? I, I think Naomi's always an undercard. She you know is. what I mean? I feel like Naomi is always underrated when she is freaking above, a par above she, the before, rest. Before um, Charlotte got settled in and before Bianca got there, she was the most athletic female on that roster. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with Bianca there now. You now, now it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of dudes. Which is a shame because Naomi has a lot of personality, a good gimmick, and yeah. she's got the ability. So, I mean, I, I definitely think she she needs more time on TV. Yeah. Mm. All right. What you got coming up here in the near future? Right now, um, I got Inspire Pro Wrestling. It's their, It's kind of like a debut show, but it's kind of like a closed circuit event. It's going to be just filmed, and uh, it's being run by um, Cheeseburger and okay. um phineas preacher um who's a big trainer up in the pa area gotcha. um and it's gonna be at the worldwide dojo but it's actually like i said it's closed no audience it's gonna be filmed right there gotcha. papa scott's got the film on that oh, okay, okay. Um, and it's actually pretty cool we're all gonna be getting critiqued afterwards too okay. i feel like it's it's a lost art in wrestling now to say like to get trained and just stop your training it's always better to keep training i still train every yeah, month, every yeah. every couple every week i train in the ring still you know what i mean because there's one, you don't want to lose that ability. You don't want exactly. to ring, you don't want to collect ring rust. You yeah. never want to do that. And I always feel like there's something to learn in the ring. Yes. You know, there there always is. Um, and I always come up with new things. I feel like my brain's like a firecracker in the ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. I come up with new ideas and new moves and stuff, new ideas, new promos, you know what I mean? It's like it's a therapy it's therapy in there. Um, but um, so yeah, back to what I was saying is we have this inspire event that's gonna be on a Sunday. Me and Pops are leaving here at six a.m. to make it there early because it's gonna be like a ten a.m. event. Gotcha. Uh, um, after that, I got the one CW event January fourteenth. I'm defending the one CW Pro Wrestling title for the first time. I'll be defending it against Miles Millennium. Uh, he better watch out because me and uh Stevie raced out as we got some plans. Um. Okay. After that, I got a couple dates in West Virginia for WDWA, um, newer company I've been working for. They've been around for a while, but I've been wrestling with them for about maybe six months. Okay. Definitely, um, they draw in names from MCW and stuff like that, too. So they bring in a nice, good array of talent. Okay. Uh, and I really enjoyed working for them. Gavin Jackson runs that. And, or, well, he at least books it. He's a super great guy. Um, other than that, I got Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling in March, which is going to be a blast because I get to defend the Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling Heavyweight title against Phil Brown, and he'll finally leave me alone. <laughs> he will finally leave me alone. Me and Derek are going to party after we beat him. We're still going to be tie two belts. We might go to another company, become tie trifecta. Oh, yeah. We might we might figure something out. Who knows? We get the shirt started already. Yeah, yeah, tie trifecta. I'm going to get a shirt that says tie awesome OG on it. I'll get a little baggy on it. That's, that's what I'm going to tell people. The guy with the supply. There it is. Yeah, the guy with the supply, yeah. Um, other than that, you know, it's basically just 1CW, Eastern Shore. I got a couple promotions in New Jersey here and there. Um, okay. Like I got AWA or AAW in April, uh, newer company, Atlantic All-Star. I think it, it's the name. Um, I usually am a mainstay at Valor Pro Wrestling, which is in York, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm usually staying in that types of areas and I'm always expanding. I, I was talking to um, Ricardo Rodriguez the other day about coming to his company. Oh, yeah, about coming That's to his big. company. I'm not, I mean, just talking, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not like hearsay. Or, you're talking, you know. Yeah, just the fact to put your foot in the door, exactly. you know what I mean? I always try to, you know, update my resume, send it to people who matter. Mm -hmm. um, I always try to, you know, 
display respect. You know what I mean? That's I feel like that's a lost art too, yeah. just nowadays in general. Um, I feel like, you know, people expect more than they respect. And exactly. uh, so, I mean, I'm always big on respecting and, you know, there was people who got here before you that paved the way for you. Exactly. So, you know, respect it. Um, at the end of the day, we're all supposed to be having fun. It's, you know what I mean? I, I love wrestling. You know what I mean? I fell in love with all the superstars on TV and mm -hmm. I wanted to be one. And the fact that I'm doing what I'm doing, I may not be on TV, but damn, I'm grateful. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. I'm, I'm blessed exactly. to, to live the life I live and to go out and other people enjoy what I do. That's a blessing. You have you fans I mean? and you have people looking your name up for something positive. Right. And I've come to realize it's not about the wins or losses. No. You know what I mean? I Most of the matches that I've lost, I've still come out winning. You exactly. know what I mean? Because you gain, you know, little things like fans who believed in you, you mm -hmm. know, things like that, you know, so... I try not to let the little things bother me. I just try to enjoy life in the moment. I feel like that's way more important. Yeah, that's all we can do now. Yeah. That's what 2023 is about. Yeah, the absolutely. All right, so your social media, how can anybody get up with you? And um, also, how can they see the footage from Papa Scott Productions? Uh, so if you want to see my stuff, um, I'm Ty Awesome on uh on Instagram, Ty Awesome Pro on Twitter, TikTok. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook. Just look up Ty Awesome and you can like my page. Um, Papa Scott Productions is on YouTube. All you have to look up is Papa Scott Productions or you can look up Ty Awesome Wrestling. You'll find some footage. Um, and it's really easy to find. I'm very thankful that, you know, I have my pops along with me and, you know, filming all these shows. Super grateful because it's really hard to get filmographers out here to to shows and film shows and get them out there in a timely fashion. My dad's super great when it comes to getting that stuff out and like providing good quality matches um, on, on for people to watch. So, um, and that's Papa Scott productions on YouTube and he's got all his stuff is uh, Papa Scott productions, except Twitter. It's Papa Scott pro because I wouldn't let him put productions on there. <laughs> all right. Before I close this out, I just want to give a quick shout out to a couple of people who helped me out along the way. Miss Tiffany Stimson, I very much appreciate you and uh, encouraging words and uh, the networking that you, you know, set me off with and get me on the right path. And also Mr. Sean Hardy, Mr. Sean Hardy, it, this man has not closed his inbox to me since I've had this idea and he's been on board with me for everything. And all I've ever heard is what do you need from me? And let's get it done. And it's crazy. I've been a fan of this show plenty of times, but it's not like we've ever sat down and had like a personal conversation. So it, that none of that mattered to him. He's seen somebody that was a wrestling fan that wanted to get in, and wanted to do it the right way. And he just jumped straight on board. And I, I appreciate everything from that. Sean's a great wrestling person. He really yeah. is a person to have. He definitely is a giving person. A lot like Kevin Birdingham. Kevin Birdingham was a very giving person. So, gotcha. um, Also, I wanted to see if you can get with Stevie Ray. Give me one of those front row seats. I'm going to have an entourage with four Bro, seats. Bro, that should not be a problem. Okay. That shouldn't be a problem at all. We, we bought all them seats, but uh, we got a few reserved for the people we like. And, of course, your name is on there. So. Oh, I'm cool with that. Yeah. 4CF will be in the building. That's four-corner fandemonium. We will be in the we'll building. We'll give you a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, I'm cool with that. January 14th. Houston, Delaware. Hey, we'll see you there. Thank you for listening to Four Corner Fandemonium. 
Make sure to follow for upcoming shows and check out Ty Awesome on social media and Papa Scott Productions.